Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we look at just four verses, Mark 8, verses 27 through 30. Maybe you've taken on a large project before that you know is going to take many months or even two to three years, and you know the importance of milestones called progress reports so that you can assess how you're doing in pursuing the project goals. Well, I've seen this passage as a progress report of Jesus's ministry. As Jesus and the disciples continue to spread the gospel, Jesus turns to his disciples and springs the big question on them. He's been doing miracles that can only be done with divine authority and power. He's been teaching the people and the disciples with the kind of wisdom and authority never heard before on earth. So what was the impact? What's the progress toward the goal? Jesus summarized this with a single question. Who do people say that I am? Now, Jesus knew the misunderstanding of people was no indication of any kind of failure of his impact, but this was an opportunity also for the disciples to answer the same question. And as much as we hear about Peter's humiliation throughout Scripture, he nailed it at this moment. But Jesus gave credit to another. How does that work? If you know your Bible, you probably already know the answer, but it's always good to remind ourselves here is today's slice of the message entitled, Who Do People Say That I Am? And there are people around today, probably some that you know personally, who, who don't reject Jesus Christ. They don't say that He never lived or there's no such person or anything like that, but they also don't know exactly who He is. It's important that you learn to deal not only with the ones who openly reject Christ. I mean, what's your message to an atheist? You're a sinner. Christ died for your sins. Come to Him. Repent. Okay? I mean, everybody needs the gospel. But what about those who say positive things about Him, but short of knowing who He really is? In our world today, remember I, I've shared with you several pieces of that survey of the state of theology in America, and a whole lot of people today who profess to be evangelicals or born-again Christians have a woefully inadequate Christology. They just don't know who Jesus is. And to most people today, if somebody thinks Jesus was a nice guy, we say, hey, I'm glad to have you in the family, brother. You know, we, we just, we're not very precise about this. So another observation, it's important to listen to what people say about Jesus Christ. He really did want His disciples to think this through and to understand the Scriptures so that they could deal with the partial answers about who He is. The identity of Jesus Christ is the rightful centerpiece of the most important conversation that you can ever have with anyone. You see, there is no way for anyone to be saved other than by personal faith 
in the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's crucial that people understand who He is. And as you seek to introduce people to Christ, it's equally crucial that you understand what their opinion of Him is so that you can compare it to Scripture and, if need be, help them come to a true knowledge of who Christ is. Um, A friend showed me a letter he wrote. I'm pretty sure I remember who this friend is, but I'm not going to say his name just in case I falsely accuse him, falsely implicate him. Uh, He was with a a, a group that um, was asked to do a a little ministry in a a church, and he went to this church he'd never been to before, and they did their part of the service, and he, he stayed for the whole service. In the sermon, he heard the pastor of that church in our city say, quote, it is impossible to know for sure who Jesus was. So we have people filling pulpits in our city, in churches that bear the name of Christ, that say you can't know who He is. So my friend wrote him a letter. And he said, in essence, how sad that people could come to your church and not find out about Jesus Christ. I can tell you who He is. He is my Lord and my Savior, and I would love to introduce you and your congregation to Him. I think that letter was regarded as hate mail probably when it, when it came, but that's the truth. If somebody stands up and says, you can't know who Jesus is despite God's crystal clear quadraphonic gospel presentation and the other 62 books of the Bible, they don't get it. So do you understand how crucial the question is? Who do people say that I am? Secondly, verse 28, do you understand the answers. Now, from what answers Jesus heard from the disciples, we can also draw some um, insight. Uh, The disciples had heard several theories about Jesus from people who had seen and heard Him to various degrees. And so, verse 28, they told Him, saying, John the Baptist, and others say Elijah, but others one of the prophets. And we know in Matthew's gospel, you know, he includes more details related to the Jews because his gospel was for the Jews. Uh, He includes, um, some say Elijah, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. So the two that got names mentioned were Elijah and Jeremiah. Now, what's going on with that? Well, first of all, some said he was John the Baptist. Well, where have we heard that before. Remember, that was under the influence of paranoid Herod Antipas, uh, Herod, um, one, of the, one of the sons of Herod the Great. We met him back in chapter 6. He's the one who had John the Baptist beheaded. Remember, he was so full of himself that when he heard of what Jesus was doing, he thought that maybe Jesus was a resurrected or reincarnated John the Baptist who came back just to get vengeance on him. The guy had a few screws loose um, and quite an inflated view of himself. But uh, the best you can say about that theory is that at least uh, Herod Antipas and a few others realized that uh, Jesus' miracles required a supernatural explanation. So again, they're not rejecting him, but they're 
not quite getting it right either. Now, others said he was Elijah. Well, Elijah was considered by many Jews to be the cream of the crop of Old Testament prophets, even though he was not a prophet who wrote a book of uh, the Old Testament. And add to that the fact that the last book of the Old Testament, Malachi, in Malachi chapter 4, verse 5, says that God would send Elijah before the coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord. So you can understand that if people are looking for a Messiah and somebody comes and starts doing some some flashy things, maybe they think He is the fulfillment of that prophecy. Now, Jesus is connected to that prophecy. There is a connection to that, of that prophecy with John the Baptist, but that's a, that's a study for another day. Then it says, still others said he was Jeremiah. Now, this is an interesting wrinkle because this gives you an insight into something that's not mentioned anywhere in the Bible. But uh, Jeremiah was also highly revered. I mean, all the prophets were, but there were the ones that had the bigger influence. Jeremiah was highly revered among the Old Testament prophets, and there were added reasons why his name came up. If you look up the apocryphal book called Second Maccabees, part of that collection of books that the Roman Catholic Church adds between Old Testament and New Testament because it supports some of their unbiblical concepts, The apocryphal book of 2 Maccabees, chapter 2, claims that Jeremiah, knowing that the captivity was coming, and he did, Jeremiah, they say, or this book says, took the Ark of the Covenant and the altar of incense out of the temple and hid them on Mount Nebo somewhere to preserve them from being desecrated by the Babylonians. Now, how much evidence is there for that? Zero, except for an uninspired apocryphal book uh, inserting it. We don't know where the story came from. It's highly questionable, non-invited, uh, non-inspired story. But from that, the belief arose among some of the Jews. Hence, some of them gave this answer. Maybe he's Jeremiah. They said that Jeremiah was going to return to earth So you got a little resurrection issue timing going on there. But they said Jeremiah would return to earth and restore the ark and the altar to their proper places in the temple before the Messiah would come. Now, there's a real problem with that. Because when they were saying that, there was a temple in Jerusalem with the ark and with that altar. And it wasn't because Jeremiah sneaked them back over the border from Mount Nebo and then vanished again. Okay, so there's nothing to that story. But do you get the point? There were a whole lot of ideas about things related to the coming of the Messiah that were believed by Jews. And so when they start to hear about something supernatural, they would invoke their ideas. Still others realized that... um, Jesus was special and that what He did was supernatural, but they just were going to be non-committal, so they simply said, maybe He's one of the prophets, and Luke 9.19 says, one of the prophets risen again. So all those answers share a common thread. They all try to explain Jesus in terms of something biblical, 
even if what they say is biblical, isn't it? If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.